All right, so we'll say good morning and let us begin. We're just going to actually spend a few moments on Rebzadik this morning so we can get a little bit of a, a head start on the daf. But we're going to, Emir Hashem, complete Os Samech Dalet. So let's continue page Kufnon Zayin. Page Kufnon Zayin, the bottom right hand column in the Beuria Hasidus. So the Rebbe writes as follows, Va'al inyan zeh, shehaya misayeya la'adam im holich apia niralo, Rebzadik's concept is that a Veribono Shalola may allow a person to be successful in life in a particular endeavor, even if the Ribono Shalolam does not feel that that particular endeavor is a good idea, if the individual feels, truly feels, committed to the fact that they are performing Ratzon Hashem. The fact that they are performing the will of God. A dramatic idea that the person truly believes that they're walking along the Derech Hashem, the proper path, even if the Rebbe Olam disagrees. The Ma'is will help them along that path. So he gives an example he, here. He says, He says, BMS Ne'emar, Loba Shamay Miklomar, so there's a concept, an interesting concept in halacha, Loba shamayimi. What does Loba shamayimi mean? That even if halacha lamaisa, a person were to go ahead and be supported by a baskol, right, as we're going to see in just a moment, who were to come out and to say the halacha follows so-and-so, that that would not be a definitive raya in halacha. He gives an example. Remember again, famous of Tanar Shalach Noi. It was a machlokis of Tuma and Tara. That specifically dealt with an oven that was comprised of different pieces. So there was a machlokas between Eliezer and the Chachamim, and what happens? Sabaskal came out and said that the halacha always follows Rabbi Eliezer. Halacha always follows Rabbi Eliezer. So the Gemara says, and yet, and yet, interestingly enough, Rabbi Yoshua gets up and he says, even though the Baskol says that the halacha follows Rabbi Eliezer, we paskin, loba shamayimhi. Ultimately, halacha is not decided. Halacha is not decided by the Rebbe Shalom. Kashbaru gave us the Torah and we decide the halacha. Vahainu, shekvar nasna Torah mehar sinai, v'neamar ba'ashalacha kirabim, v'alkin in anu mashkich mebaskol. We'll see now, what does that mean? In Mashkech Mbaskal, what does that mean? You know, seems it would, it would appear to be that a heavenly voice is a pretty compelling argument that the halacha follows that particular opinion. So we'll say, because remember again, there's another principle in the Torah. What's the principle in the Torah? You follow the majority. You follow the majority. So in this case, the majority felt one way. Rabbi Eliezer felt a different way. And therefore, the halacha follows the majority. I, the Baskol, came along and said that Rabbi Eliezer is correct. Very nice. That's very nice. Certainly incredibly impressive. But Lamaisa does not alter the halachic process at all. So Reb Tzadik deals with a very interesting question and says, I don't understand. So why did the Baskol come out? In other words, we'll say, you hear the Shailah? The Shailah is, okay, Achai Rabin Lahatos, right? You go out and you follow the Rabin, you follow the majority. Fine. I, I understand that concept. 
at the end of the day, so why did the heavenly voice come out in support of Rabbi Eliezer? In other words, the Ribbono Shalom also knows what's written in his Torah, right? After all, again, he authored it. He also knows. So if he knows, he also knows that there's a dinner majority. If there's a dinner majority, so why even have the Baskal come out at all? It's a good kasha. To which Rabbi Tzadik says so beautifully. He says, Nevertheless, so Rebzadik says so profoundly, because at the end of the day, Rabbi Eliezer was convinced that he was correct. And Rabbi Eliezer was convinced that his position was truly reflective of the Derech Hashem. And this goes with our general concept of Baderech Sha'adam Rotze Lelech Molichanoso. Rabbi Eliezer felt he was correct despite the fact that he was in the minority. Rabbi Eliezer felt that he was correct despite the fact that there is a biblical principle of Achare Rabban Lahatos. And when the Riponoshal Olam sees that someone is convinced of their derech, of the correctness of their derech, and truly feels that their derech is the Ratzon Hashem, the Riponoshal Olam lends his support to that individual, even if objectively what the individual is doing is incorrect. Is incorrect. We'll say it's a very profound yisod. It's almost like if I was thinking about this a little bit, that I think in parenting, we sometimes do this also, right? Sometimes your child has an idea and wants to do something, and in your and in your advanced parental mind, you're thinking to yourself, "That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. It is such a bad idea on so many levels." But you see that your child is convinced about the correctness of it and the goodness of it, and that your child genuinely feels that this is a good derech. I'm not talking about where a child wants to do something terrible. I mean, that you just think it's just not a good life decision. But Lamaisa, my child is convinced of it, and every parent knows right, there are times when, when you feel that is going to be objectively harmful, that you step in. But then there are other times where you say, you know what? Okay. Okay, you know what, if, if, if the child is old enough and mature enough, doesn't work with young children, but old enough and mature enough to potentially make informed decisions, I disagree with you, but this is the way you grow, and this is the way you spread your wings, and this is the way you mature, so I have to give you that support, even if at the end of the day, I fundamentally disagree. That, that's really what Rabsadik ultimately, again, is really highlighting over here, is this idea that at times in life, the Ribbono Shal Olam goes in and says, listen, I don't agree with what you're doing. And of course, when God doesn't agree, that's a pretty good indicator that what I'm doing is wrong. But Lamaisa, if he sees my conviction, and he sees my dedication, and he sees that I'm really committed to this, Chashbaruch says, okay, okay, I'll give you the help to be able to do it. I, objectively, it's not right. But Lamaisa, if you believe in it, and if you believe that it's the Derech and the Ratzon Hashem, I'm not going to stand your way. Not will I stand in your way. I'll even help you. That's why a baskol comes down. Shabbos said, always bas- so interesting because we all know that story of Rabbi Eliezer, the Chachamim Tanner Shalach Noi. And everybody's bothered by the same fundamental question, which is if Rabbi Eliezer was truly wrong, then why does the baskol come out? Why does the baskol come out? Especially when the baskol stands in contradistinction to a halachic principle that the, the Rosham himself went ahead and espoused. Elamai. Because Rabbi Eliezer was convinced that he was right. 
and he was convinced that it was the Ratzon Hashem. And B'derech Sha'adam Rotzei Lelech Molich and We'll say one last piece and we'll stop. Okay, we're probably not getting an early start on the daf, but all right. So Reb Tzadik says, Reb Tzadik says as follows. He says, "Al derech zeh mevor ma haisa gamkin hisloninus bnei Yisrael al Moshe va'aron kishemisu korach va'adaso." Bosei, listen to this. Going back a couple of weeks, Parshas Korach. Remember, again, Bosei, something amazing happens. The earth opens up, swallows up Korach and his followers. Right? A pretty clear indication that what that Korach was wrong. Moshe was right. What's Klal Yisrael's response to the earth opening up and swallowing up Korach? Atem amisem es am Hashem. You, they accuse Moshe, you look, look, you're killing Jews. You've killed Jews. What? First of all, Korach started. Second of all, this was an existential threat to Klal Yisrael. And by the way, as powerful as Moshe is, Moshe can't make the earth open. Right? Moshe can't make the earth open. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can make the earth open. And yet they're accusing Moshe of killing Jews, of killing, of killing Am Hashem. What's the pshat? He says, Turn the page. We'll listen to this. So Rabbi essentially says that Klal Yisrael said as follows. You are a powerful man, Moshe. And there's no question in our minds that if you are convinced of a particular derech, and you are convinced that that derech is correct, and it is the Ratzon Hashem, the Ribbono Shal Olam is going to help you down that derech. Did God want to open up the earth and swallow up Korah? Excuse me, Korah and his followers? No. No, no, no. You know why he did it? He did it because you were convinced of the correctness of that approach. But it is not indicative of the fact that that was the fate they truly deserved. So I'll say, so again, literally what they're saying is, Moshe, you know what you're like? You're like Rabbi Eliezer and Tanner Shalachnoi. You're like the Baskol. I, Rabbi Eliezer was wrong. He was the minority and Allah was decided by the majority. When a Kaddish Baruch who sees that you have convictions and sees that you're dedicated to your cause, then at the end of the day, he'll support you even if you're not correct. So Moshe, you have convictions. You're dedicated to your cause. HaKadosh Baruch who's supporting you even though what? You're not really correct. That was their, that was their time on Moshe Ben Israel. say, this concludes the O's. And what comes out of this are a couple of, are, I think, are a number of different lessons. A couple of sub-lessons. Number one, you see the power of having convictions and the power of believing in something. You know, say so many times in life we're like parav on things. Like if you ask people, today, I think you find it a lot. I think a lot of times like we're involved in a lot of things and a lot of things are important to me. But like, what am I passionate about? What am I truly, what, what, am, what are my convictions? What do I believe in so much that I would even be able to sway the opinion of the Ribbono Shalom in a certain way? The power of conviction, the power of dedication to an idea, to a principle, to a cause that is so strong and so intense that it could even lobby the Ribbono Shalom to my side. That's Aleph. Beis, which is the primary lesson of Rab Tzadik, which is how important cheshbon nefesh introspection is in life. And to really examine and to look at the derech, the path we have chosen for ourselves in life. Because very often we assume that if I'm successful, that's indicative 
that my path is blessed by God. And what Rav Tzadik is highlighting for us is that's not necessarily the case. That a person can be enjoying life's success, but nevertheless, the path that I've chosen for myself is not the right path. I, how can you have success without divine, we'll call it without divine approbation? <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah, sometimes in life it happens. You could have success even if God says, ah, I don't think that's really the right path. As long as I believe it's the right path, could potentially give me success. But how important it is to be able to take a step back, to introspect, to look at the way we're living, to look at what we're doing, to look at how we're behaving, to look at what we're engaged in. Because even if we're successful, that doesn't always mean that it's the right derech. To have the courage to be able to step back despite the success. You know, both sides, it's very easy to be introspective when things don't go well because you don't really have much of a choice. Right? And it's very easy to be introspective when you kind of hit a brick wall and the things you're engaged in are not yielding the fruits of success. That's easy. What Rapsadik says is it's no less important when everything is going great and when everything is going beautifully and life is going according to plan to t- still take a step back introspect, examine, and to truly figure out and make sure that the way I'm living and what I'm doing is the true Ratzon Hashem. I guess we'll stop over here. Shkoyach.